I'm Dr. Elliot Hirsch, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon in Sherman Oaks, California. In my practice, I've done extensive plastic and reconstructive surgery, and I've seen it all. The good, the botched, and everything in between. On Skin Deep, we're going to discuss the latest and greatest in plastic and reconstructive surgery, all about injectables and health overall. I'll also have some exciting guests joining me to discuss various aspects of health and beauty. So tune in every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Welcome back to Skin Deep, everybody. Today's topic is very relevant right now because it's summertime and boy, is it hot outside. I love spending time in the sun. In fact, last week, there was a nice swell that came through and I went to the beach and got some surfing done. It felt great to be outside, getting a little exercised, and when I came home, I was very relaxed and I slept great that night. There are many benefits to spending time in the sun. Believe it or not, being in the sun can actually make you feel better and have more energy. The reason for this is that sunlight actually increases the amount of serotonin in the brain. Serotonin is the natural feel-good chemical that the brain releases. This helps improve our mood and also relieve stress. This is part of the reason why most people like summers better than winter. We feel good in the summer because we get more sun. Not only that, but being in the sun will affect the amount of melatonin that your brain produces. Melatonin is the chemical that regulates sleep and wake and it's produced in the dark. So when you're in the sun more, you feel more awake. I actually use this trick all the time when I travel and I feel jet lagged. When I get to a new time zone on a trip, I try to get as much time in the sun as possible because I know this will help me wake up and get used to my new time zone. Another very important benefit of being in the sun is that our body uses sunlight to produce vitamin D. Vitamin D is a very important vitamin for bone health and preventing osteoporosis. When you're in the sun, you have more vitamin D produced. We're all a little bit vitamin D deficient in the winter and we can get extra vitamin D through supplements and diet, but there's no substitute for being in the sun to help our body produce what it needs to to help keep us healthy. So all that being said, although I love being in the sun, I don't always love the sun, if you know what I mean. Growing up and living in Southern California, I've definitely had more than my share of sun exposure like many of you who are listening today. I'm always careful to try to minimize the effects of the sun. When I'm outside, I wear a hat to protect my head. And even when I'm surfing, I'll wear a surf hat. I try to put on sunscreen every day, especially when I know I'm going to be outside. Now, although some sun exposure is healthy and even necessary, we all know that too much sun exposure can be harmful and can damage the skin. Our body's natural defense against the harmful UV rays of the sun actually happens within the skin through a pigment called melanin. Melanin is produced through cells called melanocytes and everybody has a different number of melanocytes. Some patients have more melanocytes and produce more melanin so they'll have darker skin. Other patients have very few melanocytes and produce less melanin so they have a lighter skin. The patients who have lighter skin because they have lack of melanin and melanocytes are more prone to sun exposure and having damage to the skin that comes from this excess sun exposure. In most cases, when we're out in the sun, the ultraviolet rays from the sun react with the melanin in our skin and the melanin absorbs these rays before they can damage the skin. When we're out in the sun for a small amount and the ability of the melanocytes to produce melanin and the melanin to absorb the sun exposure, it reacts by causing a suntan. 
A suntan is an increase in melanin production in the skin, and it's the skin's response to producing small amounts of melanin to counteract UV exposure. But if we're out in the sun for too long, or if there's too much UV exposure, the melanin can't counteract all the harmful effects of the sun, and we get a sunburn. A sunburn is actually damaged to the skin that's caused by the sun's UV rays. Sunburns are not only painful, but can be dangerous over time as well. As we get more and more sun exposure over time, it can cause permanent changes in the cells of our skin, specifically in the outer layer of the skin. Now there's actually two layers of the skin. The outer layer of the skin is the epidermis, which is the layer that we can see. There's also a deeper layer to the skin called the dermis, and the dermis is the more functional layer of the skin and has sweat glands, uh, melanocytes, and hair follicles within it. Now in the epidermis, there are typically three main types of cells. There are squamous cells, which are the flatter layers in the outer part of the epidermis, and these are the cells that are constantly shed as the new ones form. The outer layer of the epidermis, which is constantly shedding, is often the target of skin treatments to improve the overall appearance of our skin. We discussed these on a previous episode of our show, which you can find on Spotify, iTunes, or really any streaming platform. If you're interested in learning about these cosmetic treatments to improve the appearance of your skin, you can find us on www.hirschplasticsurgery.com. That's H-I-R-S-C-H plasticsurgery.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Hirsch Plastic Surgery, or feel free to give us a call, 818-825-8131, to learn more about what we do or to schedule a consultation. There are a lot of skincare products on the market right now. I know it can be difficult to find which products really deliver results. I'm Dr. Elliot Hirsch, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon in Los Angeles, and I recommend Aura RX Skin Products. Aura RX Skin combines medical-grade ingredients and the power of botanicals to get you results you can see. Visit orarxskin.com to see the full line. That's orarxskin.com and breathe new life into your skin. Now, there's other types of cells that are found within the epidermis. The basal cells are in the lower part of the epidermis, which is called the basal cell layer. These cells are also constantly dividing to form new cells to replace these squamous cells that wear off at the skin surface. As the basal cells move up in the epidermis, as the layers of skin are shed, they get flatter and ultimately the basal cells become squamous cells. Melanocytes are another type of cell that we've already discussed. Melanocytes make up the brown pigment called melanin, which gives the skin its tan or brown color. Melanin is like your body's natural sunscreen and protects the deeper layers of the skin from the more harmful effects of the skin by absorbing the UV rays. As we get older, the effects of the sun on our skin is cumulative, meaning the more time you spend in the sun, the more damage you'll ultimately have. A short-term sun damage to the skin is something called a sunburn, which we all know about, unfortunately. This is a short-term issue and will usually heal because your skin is constantly shedding, so the damaged cells will ultimately be gone and your skin will heal. However, there may be long-term consequences within your skin, even if you don't experience a sunburn. The sun will prematurely age your skin. Now, aging the skin is apparent by looking at the skin and seeing what it does. Uh, For example, when we look at the skin, we can see wrinkling, pigmentation changes such as sunspots or dark spots in the skin, or even freckles. Sun damage can also cause a loss of skin tone, which makes the skin be less elastic, causes a rough, uneven skin texture, or even redness or broken capillaries called spider veins or telangiectasias. Like we discussed before, these changes to the skin are caused by ultraviolet or UV radiation. UV radiation causes changes in the control center of our skin cells in the DNA. Now there are two types of UV light that affect our skin. There is a UVA light and a UVB light. 
The UVA light is a form of solar radiation that penetrates deeply into the skin and causes damage to all the skin levels. This is both the epidermis and the dermis. Within the layers, the collagen and elastin fibers are more affected, which is what gives the skin its youthful appearance, plumpness, and elasticity. This also affects the epidermal cells and the small blood vessels, which is why we get ruptured blood vessels such as telangiectasias and other types of thin skin because the UVA light is affecting the collagen and elastin in our epidermis. Now there's also UVB light. UVB light is more damaging to the DNA in our cells, which is what causes the aging of the cells and also the precancerous cells to form. Because the sun damage to our skin is cumulative, most patients who are out in the sun too long will start to see changes to their skin in their 20s and 30s. At this time, you can reverse some of these changes with the different techniques that we've talked about on the show, such as peels, microneedling treatments, or other topical treatments. You also want to make sure that you use a hat and sunscreen when you're outside, especially in Southern California where the sun is so intense. However, it's not possible to reverse all the effects of the sun, and skin cancer does occasionally form. We often get asked by patients, what does skin cancer look like and how do I know if there's a growth on my skin that I should be concerned about? Well, there's different types of skin cancers. There are basal cell cancers, squamous cell cancers, and melanomas. Basal cell cancers are the most common type of skin cancer. Almost 80% of skin cancers are basal cell cancers, otherwise known as a basal cell carcinoma. Like we discussed, the basal cell is a layer of our epidermis. It's actually the lower part of the epidermis. These cancers usually developed on sun-exposed areas such as the face, the head, and the neck. They tend to grow slowly. It's very rare for a basal cell cancer to spread to other parts of the body, but if they're left untreated, they may grow and invade other nearby areas and possibly even invade the bone or the muscle. Basal cell cancers usually look like a waxy bump or maybe even a pale patch of skin. You can see blood vessels or indentations in the bump. If the cancer is left untreated, it may form a small ulcer with an area that may ooze or crack and possibly even become crusty or bleed. Squamous cell carcinomas are another type of skin cancer, and these may also appear somewhat similar to basal cell cancers. These are firm lumps that are typically rough on the surface, unlike the smooth, almost pearly appearance of a basal cell cancer. Unlike a skin rash that can go away with time, the squamous cell cancers may begin as a rough, sandpapery appearance. If you feel your skin, you may feel an area of skin that's rough and just doesn't feel smooth like the surrounding skin. This may be something called a precancerous condition like an actinic keratosis, and this can be treated before it becomes a squamous cell cancer. This is most commonly found on the head and the neck, the face, and other sun-exposed areas of the body. The other type of skin cancer which is less common than the other ones is a melanoma. When we think about a melanoma, we think about the A, B, C, D appearance of our common moles to know whether or not the common mole that's on your body is concerning or not. A, B, C, D stands for asymmetry, border, color, and diameter. Asymmetry in a mole means that one side of the mole does not look like the other side. This can be shape, this can be texture, or really anything in the overall appearance of the mole. B refers to border or the area around the edges of the mole. If the border is smooth and round and appears regular, that's a standard, very common mole, really nothing to be concerned about. But if the border of the mole is irregular or rough or changes with time, these are signs that might be concerning and you want to bring to the attention of your plastic surgeon or dermatologist. C refers to the color of the mole. If a mole is light brown or smooth in color and doesn't have a lot of variegation or inconsistencies in the color, it's probably okay. 
for moles that are very darkly pigmented or may have irregular pigmentation within them, that's a sign again that this might be worth showing to your doctor. Finally, D stands for diameter. Diameter, of course, is the size of the mole. And if a mole is increasing in size over time, rather than just staying the same size, you want to mention that to your doctor as well. So that's a simple way of thinking about your moles and what makes them concerning and what makes them not concerning. And like anything else, you want to make sure that you have regular appointments with your dermatologist, preferably once a year or once every six months if you have concerns, so that you have your dermatologist evaluate your moles, evaluate your skin conditions, and make sure that everything is being treated before it becomes a problem. Do you want plastic surgery? I'm Dr. Elliot Hirsch, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon here in Los Angeles. I specialize in breast surgery, liposuction, and non-surgical skincare treatments. Using the latest procedures and meticulous safety protocols, your health and well-being are my top priority. So visit my website at hirschplasticsurgery.com, that's H-I-R-S-C-H plasticsurgery.com, or call me at 818-825-8131 for a consultation. That's 818-825-8131. When we have signs of sun-damaged skin or a skin that may be a skin cancer, if caught early, it's possible to treat this without surgery. Now, there's different types of non-surgical skin treatments for early skin cancer, such as lasers, peels, photodynamic therapy, or even cryotherapy. In a previous episode, we discussed how laser treatments use laser energy to remove the outer layer of our skin. Because of this, it can also remove a superficial skin cancer as well. It's especially effective in areas of the skin that are exposed to the sun because not only will an actinic keratosis or precancerous lesion be removed, it can also smooth and rejuvenate the skin as well. Other types of non-surgical treatments for skin cancer include chemical peels, which will also remove that outer layer of the skin, and certain topical medications such as 5-fluorouracil or retinoids. Retinoids will also be prescribed to even out your skin tone and can address firmness and fine lines that are caused by sun exposure over time. Sometimes an early skin cancer can be treated with cryotherapy. Cryotherapy is a treatment in which we use liquid nitrogen to help freeze off the non-cancerous age spots or early skin cancers like an actinic keratosis. During cryotherapy, a topical liquid nitrogen is applied, the skin becomes very firm and cold, and then over time the spot will become dark and shed off. Another excellent treatment that is used by your dermatologist is something called photodynamic therapy. During photodynamic therapy, the doctor will apply a topical medication on your skin, which is a photosensitizer. The doctor will use a photodynamic treatment, which will cause the medication that was absorbed by the precancerous or cancerous cells to rupture. This destroys the cancerous cells and the precancerous cells and preserves normal cells, so there's almost no negative effects of this treatment. Now, let's say that you just didn't have time or you just weren't aware that there was a mole or a skin cancer on your body, and it progresses to the point where it can't be treated non-surgically. There are types of surgical treatment that are available for skin cancer, but first, it's important to touch on patients who, for whatever reason, perhaps they're not healthy enough, or they just have an area of the body where you can't have that type of large skin excision, can't get surgery. Radiation is a great way to treat certain types of skin cancers. This is a low level of radiation, and what it can actually do is disrupt the cancerous cells in your epidermis or dermis, and this can cause the cells to be destroyed. Usually this is done with a series of treatments with not that much downtime. Now, that being said, radiation does have negative effects, and for other patients, surgery is probably a better option to remove the skin cancer. Basal cell cancers and squamous cell cancers are essentially treated very similarly with surgery. 
The goal of the surgical treatment of a basal cell or squamous cell skin cancer is to remove the skin cancer, but also remove a small amount of skin around the cancer so that we're sure that the cancer won't grow back. This is called getting a clear skin margin. Margin means we not only have the cancer out, but we also know that it's not in the cells around the cancer. That being said, the cells around the cancer are probably affected by the sun as well, and so it's not uncommon for you to get a new skin cancer, perhaps not in the same spot, but somewhere close. For example, if you have a skin cancer on your cheek, the whole face is probably affected by the sun. Once the skin cancer is removed, you may get another one at some point in your body, so it's important to see your plastic surgeon or your dermatologist every six months or so if you've already had a skin cancer to make sure that nothing else is popping up. If it does, you wanna make sure you treat it early and possibly avoid surgery. In terms of different types of surgery, most of the surgical treatments are geared at removing the skin cancer and the margin around it for a basal cell or squamous cell carcinoma. For some patients, this can actually be done in the office by their dermatologist. This is a specific type of surgery called Mohs surgery. Mohs is spelled M-O-H-S for those of you who are interested in looking this up and learning more about it. During Mohs surgery, what your dermatologist will do is first inject the area with numbing medication so that it's not painful. Next, they'll remove the skin cancer and then look at it under the microscope. What they're looking for is to make sure that all the skin cancer has been removed. And if it hasn't been removed, they'll cut more tissue away until they are sure that they have clear margins and all the skin cancer is gone. Depending on the size of the skin cancer, the dermatologist may be able to close it by themselves, or they'll send you to a plastic surgeon like myself who will perform a different type of reconstructive surgery. Sometimes we take a piece of skin from somewhere else on your body and put that on top of the skin cancer site. That's called a skin graft. Sometimes we're able to move skin from another part of your body or skin adjacent to the wound, and that's called a skin flap. A skin graft or a skin flap are common types of reconstructive surgery, and both have different appearances over time. A skin graft has a different texture, a different color skin, and commonly after a skin graft, we perform microneedling or a PRP treatment or some other type of laser treatment to help the skin graft blend into the surrounding skin. If you've had a skin graft and you feel like it's visible and doesn't look like the surrounding skin, we have a variety of different options non-surgically to help smooth out the graft and make it look more like the surrounding skin. You can learn more about these treatments such as microneedling, chemical peels, or even a laser treatment on our website at w www.hirschplasticsurgery.com or you can give us a call at 818-825-8131 to schedule a consultation. There are a lot of skincare products on the market right now. I know it can be difficult to find which products really deliver results. I'm Dr. Elliot Hirsch, board certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon in Los Angeles and I recommend Aura RX Skin Products. Aura RX Skin combines medical grade ingredients and the power of botanicals to get you results you can see. Visit orarxskin.com to see the full line. That's orarxskin.com and breathe new life into your skin. Skin flaps are also very important in reconstructing skin cancers. Like I mentioned before, this involves moving an adjacent piece of skin onto the surgical site so that the distortion of the surrounding tissues is minimized. For example, if you have a skin cancer next to your nose, sometimes we can even move the skin next to your nose over so that the scar is completely hidden in the sides of your nose. This can be done at the same time of the Mohs surgery or even a few days or a week or two later if necessary. Now for some patients, the size of the skin cancer requires a more aggressive procedure. 
this can be done in the operating room in order to minimize discomfort. What happens here is that you go to your operating room with your surgeon, the anesthesiologist will put you to sleep, and then the skin cancer will be removed by your plastic surgeon. Once the skin cancer is removed, we'll send it to the pathologist. A pathologist is a special type of doctor who will look at the cells under the microscope, similar to the way that your dermatologist does. And then the pathologist will tell me or the other plastic surgeon that you're working with that all the skin cancer has been removed. If it hasn't, and one of the margins is positive, it's important to remove a little bit more tissue. By doing it this way, we're able to minimize the amount of tissue that's removed, similarly to the way that the Mohs surgeon does, so that we know we're only removing what we absolutely have to along with a small margin around it. Once the pathologist tells us that all the skin cancers were removed, we're able to perform a skin graft or a small flap of tissue to help close the wound and reconstruct the surgical site. Downtime after these procedures is minimal. Patients have a small amount of discomfort, often described as a burning sensation in the surgical site. And then over a few weeks, this will heal completely and the patients will have no pain. Like any other skin procedure, it's important to stay out of the sun for a few weeks after the procedure. And when you are in the sun, make sure you use a sunscreen or a physical blocker such as a hat or a sunscreen containing zinc to help protect the skin and minimize the risk of hyperpigmentation of the scar by the sun. If you do have scars from skin cancer or you do have scars from skin cancer removal, microneedling, chemical peels, or laser treatments are very helpful in improving the overall appearance of the scar and helping it blend into the surrounding skin. Skin cancer treatment and reconstruction is one of the most common treatments that I perform. Even if your dermatologist is outside our area, they can perform the Mohs excision and then you can come to my office and we can discuss reconstruction. If you're interested in learning more about this or you'd like to schedule a consultation, give us a call 818-825-8131. That's 818-825-8131. Or you can check us out on our website at www.hirschplasticsurgery.com. Do you want plastic surgery? I'm Dr. Elliot Hirsch, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon here in Los Angeles. I specialize in breast surgery, liposuction, and non-surgical skincare treatments. Using the latest procedures and meticulous safety protocols, your health and well-being are my top priority. So visit my website at hirschplasticsurgery.com, that's H-I-R-S-C-H plasticsurgery.com, or call me at 818-825-8131 for a consultation. That's 818-825-8131. Let's go to our email now. We have an email from Patty. Dear Dr. Hirsch, my makeup and powder both have an SPF of 42. Do I still need to wear sunscreen? This is actually a great question. The SPF factor on your foundation and your powder is actually misleading. In order to get the SPF factor that is advertised, you have to apply a huge amount of foundation and powder, way more than you normally would. So even if you have foundation and powder that has a sun protection factor in it, you still need to apply sunscreen every day. Sunscreen with a physical blocker such as zinc is the best kind of skin protection and will help protect against the harmful UVA and UVB rays of the sun. Since we're talking about sunscreen, let's go over a few sunscreen tips. The SPF in the sunscreen stands for sun protection factor and the number refers to the amount of protection that the sunscreen offers. For example, a SPF 50 sunscreen will protect your skin twice as long as an SPF 25 sunscreen. There are different types of sunscreen that are out there. There are sunscreens that are mineral based such as titanium or zinc and then sunscreens that are chemical based. Although both work well, different types of sunscreen are better tolerated by different patients. For example, mineral-based sunscreens work by reflecting the harmful UV rays from the sun. 
Chemical-based sunscreens work by absorbing UV rays of the sun, kind of like the way that the melanocytes and melanin production does in our bodies. Chemical sunscreens, however, can be irritating to the skin, so if you're a patient who has sensitive skin or has a lot of skin allergies, you probably want to focus more on a mineral-based zinc or titanium sunscreen. There are a lot of skincare products on the market right now. I know it can be difficult to find which products really deliver results. I'm Dr. Elliot Hirsch, board-certified plastic and reconstructive surgeon in Los Angeles, and I recommend Aura RX Skin Products. Aura RX Skin combines medical-grade ingredients and the power of botanicals to get you results you can see. Visit orarxskin.com to see the full line. That's orarxskin.com and breathe new life into your skin. Well, that's about it for today. We are out of time. That was a lot of information, so let's just go over a few of our takeaway points. Probably the most important thing is to remember to use sunscreen when you're outside and preferably a hat as well. Make sure you see your dermatologist or plastic surgeon for frequent checkups on your skin. And if you do see a mole or concerning dark spot on your skin, remember the ABCD. A stands for asymmetry, B stands for border, C stands for color, and D stands for diameter. If any of these things look abnormal or changing, make sure you see your doctor. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Be sure to check us out next Saturday at 8 a.m. right here on Go Country 105. Until then, remember that beauty is not just skin deep.